It's the Mythwits, a geek pop culture web series. Broadcast live for video and audio podcasts. Watch us live at MythWits.com and find us on YouTube and iTunes. Bringing you news and reviews about geek pop culture. We have comedy skits, play nerdtastic games, and provide extensive on-location con coverage. And now, your hosts. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the MythWits. I'm your host, Peter Bryant, and before we go any further, this show is not safe for work. Let me introduce to you my guest host this evening. As always, the Trixie Trixie Game Master, Mike Kafis. I hate you, Pete. Okay. You gave me plague. <laughs> what I don't th- know how your dirty mitts came through the internet and, and, and just infected my nostrils and my nosticles and everything else, but I am like in shitville. I'm all hopped up. Is this show safe for being all hopped up on NyQuil, DayQuil, and any other Benadryls and Ed's feds and leads? <laughs> and butt flutes. Yes, it is safe for all oh. that. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about no butt flutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm part of my coughing, folks. I has plague as well. Uh, and the man with the, the golden voice, our news anchor, Brian Olvera. Greetings. <laughs> joining hey, us. Hey, Brian. Joining us tonight, and uh, what's interesting is is that this man joins me about every other week on another podcast, uh, Hal Ryer, John Ryer. Welcome to the Mythwits, Mr. Ryer. Hey, Thank John. you. Thank you. Welcome to the yeah. Mythwits. Yep, yep. So actually, it's, it's yeah, been um, it's been too long, John. <laughs> I was telling John today. I was like, I feel guilty. I haven't invited him on the show in over a year. Speaking of butt flutes, it's it's been too long, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one time at band camp. <laughs> so uh, so I invited John to come on because. Um, he works with a company called TriTech Games. Uh, he's one of the designers and writers. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, John and I have been doing a podcast for TriTech Games for about. What is it? What's up? Hold on. Man, we are lagging something fierce. Hold on one second. Let it rest for just a second. Everybody just calm down. Okay. <laughs> All right. So how long has it been, John? Oh, well, I'm going to the site. What's the oh, what's the where how far does it go back? Uh scroll, scroll, scroll. October 2009. Oh my god. It was our, was when we started. Yeah, we've been doing this for a while. Like I said, we're at, well, we're up around uh, 258 right now. Right. We podcast so, long time. Yeah. Yeah, Corey, that, that's official episodes. We actually have half half a half a number of the beast uh, episodes right now. Half? Oh wow, that many really? Wow, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. Um, so uh, hold on one second, folks. Give me one second. I got to slip off a camera for a second. I left the door open, and uh, my family's gonna yell at me. Hold on one second. Peter, close the door. <laughs> right, right. They're not yelling at me just yet. <laughs> So, um, so TriTech Games. So, John, how did you how did you wind up getting involved in TriTech Games? Oh, actually, let's start. Let's start. What is TriTech Games in a nutshell? 
Oh, it's one of the original garage uh, game companies that started back in the 70s, actually under the name Tacky Tack Games. And it was a combination of uh, uh, Richard Tohoka, um, Richard, uh, Richard Sadler, and, um, oh, Doc. I forgot his last name. Sorry, Doc. <laughs> uh, uh, and they basically, they, w- they first went and created the Morrow Project. And then due to various political things that went on, then they went on and formed Tacky Tack Games, and that was with Richard by himself, more or less. And Tacky Tack Games was basically a lot of little pocket games. They weren't like they weren't board games, but they weren't role playing games. They're this hybrid thing he created. Uh, some were really fun, like the Monster Squash, which were designed to work with clay. Right. And but but also around that time, Richard started. Uh, a playtest of a science fiction game that later went on to become uh, his science fiction role-playing game, uh, FTL 2448. I was in that in the in the original playtest for that uh, game. Right. Um, I actually had been. I was a playtester for Mara Project, and I, it took, took like took like uh, several sessions before I didn't die. Um. So what is FTL? <laughs> oh, FTL. Uh, oh, faster than light. Okay. Is, is, yeah, yeah. FTL twenty four forty eight set in the year twenty four forty eight. Uh, it's its own little setting. It's these days it's very much space opera. It was hard science fiction, but these days it's sort of slid into the space opera. Right. You know, it happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, because his his newer iterations, he's doing some some interesting stuff with it, right? Like, uh, isn't he doing some stuff like a ship is well, like. From the fifties, or is that is that a different game? That's a different game. He's actually there's a thing called Easy Space, which is basically you know God and Heinlein was right, and we build rocket ships. Okay. Uh, you know, back in the back in the fifties, and you know, atomic rocket ships and crap. You know, basically it's rocket punk. There's Easy Space. Oh. Uh, then there's uh well the game he's he's most famous for is is Bureau Thirteen. That one got stolen at least by at least two or three uh, TV shows. Uh, right. Hey, let's, by name. Let's all right. So let, let's do that real quick. So he, we've got. All right, hold on, hold on. So Richard has invented three genres of TV shows. <laughs> oh, well, no, hold on. Is no, okay. uh, science fiction, uh, talked uh, about Fringeworthy science, yet? I know, I know. Yeah, Fringeworthy. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get there. Fringeworthy was actually the last. The, it was. Uh, I don't want to say it was first developed, but it was like second developed. It was like the last one to get released. Okay. Um, so so you've got you've got Bureau Thirteen, which was pretty much mm-hmm. the the precursor for shows like Buffy and 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 all of these uh, monster it hunters. Came, it came out around the exact same time Ghostbusters came out. Okay. And no, we didn't steal we didn't steal it from Ghostbusters. It was already in production before then. So and then so then you've got uh, um, uh, Incursion. Which uh, that's a layer game, yeah. Was it incursion? That's uh, a layer game. It's basically no. Okay, it? the game's released. Uh, first thing it was released was Bureau Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Then F- FTL was was released more or less the same time, and then Frenchworthy, all within the period of like three years in the in the early eighties. Well, what I was what I was getting um, at was that the games that were hij- that were not they weren't purposely hijacked. I mean, we don't know. I'm just saying, but but these these were original ideas of Richards prior to becoming popular culture. What's the one that's like Farscape? Well, oh, Farscape. That's that's incursion. That's incursion. Right. But incursion. Yeah, but Incursion came out 
well, it was in development way before way before it happened. But it, unfortunately, like a lot of his games sat in the shelf for a while. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it was like it was like Farscape. Uh, um, hard like nothing out there. Oh, Hardwired uh, Hinterland. It's one right. of those weird games. Though I have found out, yes, it's one of the weird games. As is, uh, um, come on, brain, Weird Zone. Weird Zone, which also came out. Uh, interesting enough, based uh, based on talking to Richard, uh, I realized that Bureau 13, Incursion, Hardware Hinterland, and uh, are more or less in the same unit. Hardware Hinterland? No, scratch that. Incursion and Bureau 13. Well, Incursion One, Incursion Two. There's actually two Incursion products. Uh, are all in the set in the same universe? Mm-hmm. Hardware Hinterland, Weird Zone, and Fringeworthy are all in the same uh, universe as well. Okay. But we'll find out. We'll find out as he produces more information. Right. And FTL is its own thing. Right. So uh, no, no. So that doesn't cross over with anything else. So. All right. So he, yeah, he, came, he's out also, with, he came out with FTL, and that was a that's a, that's mm-hmm. a space game. That's his far future game. That's uh, his yes Star yeah. Wars Star Trek ish era game. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then and then you said yeah. his more popular game they came out with next was Bureau Thirteen. Right. Yes, Bureau Thirteen. Yes, because it's basically the easiest one to approach. It's basically your secret agents fighting supernatural in the United States, and that's the elevator pitch. And that's and there's at least oh, how many different TV shows were created based on that concept? Yeah, <laughs> yeah a zillion. It's a good yeah. concept. Yeah. 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 I mean, or variations of the theme like um, oh, what was the one in Britain with the dinosaurs? Torch. No, no, um, Primeval. Primeval, yeah, Primeval is a variation of that. I was yeah. going to say Dinotopia. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Hi, Allegra. I was, I was waiting for a break to welcome Allegra to, oh. to on board, but yes. Allegra, <laughs> have you heard of any of these games that we're talking about so far? Allegra is a gamer. She's, she's a total gamer. But these, these <laughs> games are, Allegra, these are the best games you've never played. <laughs> oh. They're the best games you've never heard of. <laughs> Got to add it to yeah. my list then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's. Oh, and of course, there's, there's some of these mini. It's in the mini games got kind of infamous, like um, Polly Wumpus, where you're playing uh, Cub Scouts near Three Mile Island, and a giant mutant duck attacks you, and all you have is what's in your pockets. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> hey, wait a minute! Did he have Beach Bunny Bimbos? That was one. Of Beach his Bunny Bimbos with blaster. But I, I'll be honest, say I think he did that one in response to. Um, uh, BT, BTRC's um, uh, you know uh, ver- version. Oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Or... Oh crap! What was yeah. it? Girls with guns. Something with um. Oh shit! Yes, you're, uh, you're. I can't remember. Right. Uh, it's, and it they released that one. Book. It was a hot girls with guns book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he, he did, but in this case, he decided to, to rip it to. Uh, no, I don't want to rip off. Uh, leverage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the very the incredibly bad, um, you know, TV series uh, War of the Worlds. Okay. <laughs> so they're Martians. Right. Uh, so the, the so the Beach Bunny Bimbos are fighting off Martians. They're right. they're basically they're Buffies. So it's, the Beach it's, Bunny Bimbos are are, are are Buffies basically. So it's like Buffy meets Mars Attacks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Put that on the back of the box. So, um, 
So my favorite is Fringeworthy. That that's always been my favorite because mm -hmm. it's an interdimensional yeah. game. It's, Me um, too. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah, Mike too. It's essentially um, uh, for folks because you. I guarantee you, none of you guys have heard of Fringeworthy. If anybody's heard of Fringeworthy, I'd, I'd be really surprised. But uh, Fringeworthy is uh, pretty much. You know, Stargate. Richard, Stargate. Yeah, Richard hates this reference, but it's pretty much a lot like Stargate meets sliders. So imagine you yeah. go through the yeah. ring like the Stargate people do, but you don't go to other worlds like in the same universe. Mm -hmm. You go to other universes, and basically, yeah. it, it's something where you can you can take one character and adventure anywhere. So if the game master says, "Well, I have a D and D module I'd like to run," right? You well, you can play that with go your characters. You you can you can roll right in with the machine guns and go crazy. And then the next night, <laughs> once you finish that adventure, the next adventure you go on, he might say, "I have this old Boot Hill module. I'm going to run that." You know, same characters, same adventure, same storyline. You can go to it. It's it's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And and oh, John, yeah. uh, Frenchworthy's under some um, there's something's happening with that, right? Well, well, both beer both beer thirteen. Excuse me. Both Bureau 13 and, and Fringeworthy had D20 version made. Uh, actually, it's called OGL, which is where it really was. Right. Had an OGL version made. Uh, one thing we did there was was to give it more background. So we did a lot more fleshing out because Richard likes to keep things close to the vest. Yes. But lately he's been dumping that. He's been opening the vest up and flashing everything he has underneath it right now. Uh, yeah, well, I, th I think he's, with... he's, he's getting on in age, and he realizes that if he doesn't release this shit now, it's never going to get released. Those secrets yeah, will die yeah, with him. Yeah, but but the, I started working on it, and I sort of regret working on it sometimes, but on a fringe, on a Savage Worlds edition of Fringeworthy. Right. Uh, that, one, that one's been my, I've been my consuming passion for, what, four years? Now, right, right. So where are we I, on that now? Because yeah, I, I was working with you on that. Um, 200, 200, 200 pages so yeah. far in in a word doc. Uh, that'll probably translate once it's laid out, maybe into one hundred and fifty pages. Okay. You know, we get graphics, but uh, but it's not done yet because, okay, the rules are done. Right. Anything that deals with rules, those are done. What's and this that was the easy part. The hard part is all the fluff text, okay. All the background, all the all the stuff, and also some adventures. At least I decided not to do adventures because I because every time I send them out, they, people would find them broken mm -hmm. every time. So instead, I'm giving people sandboxes. Hmm. Okay. You know, here's here's a world. Here's a setting. Here's some ideas you can use. Here's some key it's players. Here's some seeds. Here's some. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so how close? I mean, I like, think that, that... like, 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 are we talking this ah. year? This year? I'm, I'm trying to be vague. You know, are you talking? Could it conceivably be done this year? I win the lottery. I can then spend time time doing nothing but it. You know, my the, my biggest problem is that I'm a technical writer in my day job. So I write all day, and then the last thing I want to do sometimes is sit down and write some more at the computer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's that's that's really the hard bit. But no, I mean, I've gotten through 200 pages. I mean, I mean, it's it takes a while because a lot of times I had to rewrite things. I've thrown stuff out. Okay. I mean, there was a I, I had done a uh, I was trying I was gonna make a custom psionic section. Then I realized it was way too freaking complex. All right, just make a power. So I just dumped it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It, that's no, it, it, no. It was still using the power system, but I was creating this skill tree. Ah, oh, I see. Okay. 
and the right. skill tree was starting to get complex. Right, right. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to make it too difficult. All yeah. right, so so that's in the works. And what what about Bureau Thirteen? Yeah, I, 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 um, right now, if, after talking to Richard, it's more likely if we do another Bureau Thirteen, it'll be a systemless book. Okay, so currently Bureau Basically Thirteen is is D twenty, right? And original flavor. And an original flavor, right? And then um, uh, the next version that you guys might do, uh, and because I, I, I know, wasn't Trav working on something? For it, some kind of steampunk oh, he, version he, he, of it. There, uh, no, he's. I think he was working with Richard on the. Well, there was the steam, the uh, brass and steel, but that's, that's been, actually been released. Okay, brass and steel get released, but he's also working with Richard on the Coptics, which is a uh, um, a, a watered down Gaoul. Um, <laughs> right, for French worthy for the French worthy well, games uh, for French worthy, yeah. Yeah, basically they're 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 basically uh, Caesar and Cleopatra form an empire, ah, and okay. the and the Coptics are their kid are their is the offspring of the of this empire they created. Right. So um. Yeah, it's, uh, so so and that's going to be released. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's amazing. He's releasing all this stuff through the portal books. Okay. Which we find convinced them don't actually give them actual portal numbers. Just here they are. Let the GM decide where he's going to stick it. Okay. Oh God. In his universe. <laughs> stick it in your universe right here. No, but well, um, that, no. I, I, I yeah. want to say something about that real quick because there, one of the things I mean our group has always done is Fringeworthy has been like a wrapper. It's wrapped. It's mm -hmm. always been. We've always used the rules, the basic core rules of um, the fringe mm -hmm. plans, but we've always wrapped it around any, and we've converted anything we needed to to any other system. And I think that was. I mean, I'm not saying that any anything is being done wrong or right or anything, because I'm not, you know, any kind of a, mm -hmm. a, a expert on that. But I just know yeah. that I think that if anyone who uses it is a big fan of Fringeworthy, anyone we've ever talked to, Pete, has said that. You know, it's sort of a wraparound. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a setting. It's more of a setting than a system, you know. And, and to make it a system, yeah. I think it kind of takes away from it. I think you keep it as a just keep it as a setting. But you know, you kind of do have to have some setting rules for some things, sure. you know. Like if you're gonna yeah, but I said yeah. And I got I've got four and I got four years into the project. I'm gonna this is it's gonna, gonna finish really, it, you know, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. I, my new mantra is the perfect is the enemy of done. Yes, yes, it is. yes. It is. <laughs> so so let me let me get let me get some of my co-hosts involved here. So we got um uh let's go with Allegra. You're mm -hmm. you're a big gamer, um. So what do you think about that? What do you think about playing a game where you can go – You all right, so let's set it up. So you're on this um, – you're on Earth, what they call Earth Prime. So you're on regular Earth. There is a uh, – what they call a portal station. It's in Antarctica. They found the portal there, much like in Stargate. They found the, 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 the ring, and then they moved it to the Colorado base. So then you, you start going through this portal, and well, then – Well, here they, here they didn't move it. It's still stuck in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. But here's still stuck, right. Um, <laughs> So you, you you go through these you go through the portal, and as you go through the portal, you go out onto this what they call a, a platform, and it's like this big floating disc in space. And basically, these rings are on a big um, they're it's like platforms with rings, six hundred pathways, six hundred, yeah, six hundred foot platform that has um, smaller twenty five foot gates on it. That's the that's the prime platform. Well, I'm, I'm and trying then to one just... big. 50... 
I'm just trying yeah, to paint yeah. over this in a in a big easy picture. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got all these rings and pathways and portals and stuff like that, and it's it's all mapped out. So in other words, you don't like dial the portal and then go to a world. You step through it and you go wherever it goes. And every time you go through a certain portal, it goes to that world. So it's kind of like if you imagine if gateway. You, yeah, they were gateways. Paul's like gate. If you were no, walking, no, like Paul's gate, uh, Hichi Rendezvous, Hichi Rendezvous. You read the novel. Basically, they have all these pre-programmed ships that take you someplace in, in, through a wormhole system. Yeah, and you well, don't know was, where you're going. Well, John, I was going to equate it to imagine if you were like walking through like a forest, and every tree in the yeah. forest had a portal built into it, and mm-hmm. that tree always goes to that world. It's kind of like mm. that. Chris, yeah, that's a good Christmas way to put land, it. Christmas land, Halloween land. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Just like that. Okay. Except it's in space. It's floating in space. So yeah, imagine yeah. you're play you could play the same characters, but you could go to all these different worlds and they can be any alternate the mm-hmm. DM makes up. So he can pick any movie, mm-hmm. any any book, any game, anything he wants, and mm-hmm. you can go there and you're always playing the same characters. I think mm-hmm. I, I I love it. I think yeah, it's that- awesome. And so so like the like there's like just consistent like combat rules and like what everything how everything works that kind of unifies everything. Well, right now we're using. Uh, right now, it's uh, right, uh, officially we uh, release. We have the the D twenty uh, combat system, and we have the TriTech combat system. The two I would actually prefer using the D twenty. Yeah. Because um, TriTech combat system is probably the most complex system, right next to what was that? Uh, Rollmaster. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, yeah, Lager. So if you were if you were playing it, you could if you played the D twenty version, so you could play any D twenty book or module out there that's compatible with with the the um, oh, the OGL. So yeah. you could well, take actually any OGL, OGL any yeah. OGL book, any of them, right? Yeah, you so, just follow the yeah. rules of the of the uh, the actual physical universe of Fringeworthy. Right. You're okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and theoretically, uh, with a little tweaking, you might be able to even play a Pathfinder game. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I mean, we worked it out. I mean, we I mean, we, we, went, we went everywhere no matter what game we were playing. We would start off with Vampire and wind up going everywhere. And we would just, like, say, uh, well, I guess this is what it's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, and Fringe where they sort of is the tie-together game because there's a portal to Bureau 13. There's a portal to FTL. Uh, there's a – Bridget says there's a portal to Hardware Hinterland, but that sort of breaks the scheme because it's impossible based on what he's told me. Right. But he says there's a portal – he says there's a portal to FTL. Hey, hey, uh, <laughs> never never underestimate Richard's ability to not be consistent. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then, So then, you know, you have that, and then we have Bureau 13. Which is a yep. monster? It's a Monster Hunter game. I mean, it's really you know, mm-hmm. pure and simply. That's well, yeah. you, you can be Buffy, mm-hmm. or you can be Men in Black, or you can be. And uh, what, what's the rule, John? Uh, if anything that can be real is, all stories are true. There you go. So so that like, means that means on Mars there are there are Wellsian Martians. There's Swiftian Martians. There is uh, you know. Uh, whatever you know, basically all the various Martians you ever th- think of, including the ak Martians <laughs> from Mars Attacks, they're there too. Well, <laughs> it's whatever the game. Oh, they work together. We don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever the game masters. There's selenites on the moon. Right. Yeah. Look, look for the large crater with the big glass dome. <laughs> and um, you know. and so Bureau Thirteen came out in D20 as well. So those two work together really well. As a matter of fact, those two yeah. are probably the best to work together. I think. I think. Those two yep. games work together better than any of his other games. Mm-hmm. And then 
We have a f um, uh, we have the the well, fun one, uh, Hardwired Hinterland, which is neat. Yeah, like I said, Hardwired Hinterland is the straight. Basically, you you were walking, driving, whatever, and you made an abrupt left turn, and now you're standing on a beach, being attacked by giant squids. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's your that's your welcome to the to to the to the hinterland. Mm, at that point. I built a fire. <laughs> uh, no, these no these squids. They're, 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 they're these squids will rip you apart. They're like the squid. When I say squids, remember remember um, Disney's the uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues. Well, you're talking about like Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Cthulhu. Oh, Cthulhu walks Cthulhu up on the beach. Squid, sir. <laughs> but like, it's really weird. The easy way to describe it is it's. It's someplace else. As, as best you can tell, oops, it's a it's a flat world. Is that a cat? Yeah, that's okay. my cat. Okay. He's cat dementia, and occasionally he just like randomly walks into a room and just like I don't know I don't know what's going on in his head, but he's like, what? Oh god! Oh god! It's all it's all just caving in on me right now. Oh, Sorry about the random cat noises, but no, I haven't fine. seen that cat. That's fine. That was just funny. It sounded, I could first try to figure out if it was a kid or a cat. Yeah. <laughs> it's my slave, my child slave labor is how I get my costumes done. Oh, okay, that works. Yeah, but yeah. So how many different like uh, settings have you guys tried in your campaign? Like, do they do they all kind of flow together pretty well? Hmm. I was I when I when I ran my playtest for Savage Worlds, I didn't actually. I I basically had a um, um and a uh, not antebellum, but basically it was a place where the uh, uh there was the one alt alternate world where the where you, where the colonies did not revolt. Benjamin Franklin was the was the was the governor of the of the America of the American Commonwealth. Uh, you know, and, and they didn't. There was no revolution, and now it's 1860 something. Uh, the British are talking about ending slavery, and of course, that's bad news for all, the, all the planters in the South. Uh, then I, they went. We went to um, Victorian world, which is steampunk world. The Victorian prime, which is steampunk world, and they had lots of fun there. Lots of adventures there. Uh, so uh, let's see, it's steampunk world is a mixture of of, or of not Orson Welles. H.G. Uh, Wells, a little Jules Verne, and a little and a little Coindell because it didn't meet uh, Sherlock Holmes, and Mycroft is actually the one ru who runs the, uh, the 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 British um, operation. Uh, so they didn't meet Sherlock Holmes. He's a legendary character, and they had no chance against him. They decided to have a little spar, and he wiped the floor <laughs> with their best fighter. <laughs> so, uh, and then they went and they went to and of course I took them to. Uh, we did a jump. We took them to the uh, Mongols. And they had a lot of fun with the Mongols, <laughs> the, you know, not with the Great Khan, uh, not Genghis, but like you know, was it? We decided it would be like 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 third generation from Genghis. I think we decided. So no, it can't be because it was fifteen hundreds. So so anyway. just just to give you yeah. just to give you guys all a little uh, a little background on John, yeah. when you ask John about the games he plays. Uh, he is what we like to call a grocknard. <laughs> he, he will he'll sit down and go. Well, in 1863, this faction didn't happen, which meant the fall of this government, and then these two other governments. I work it out. <laughs> yeah, he works. I work it out. I work it out. He, he yeah, goes. I mean, the, he goes to the steps. Now, I'll tell you from our groups. Oh, yeah. Our groups. We when we yeah. played Fringeworthy, uh, we were known to sometimes not start on Earth. We'd start on one of the other worlds that they go to. So, like our most famous adventure, Mike. You remember all this. 
We uh, we started out in cyberpunk, and then yeah. our characters um, uh, discovered the French path. We're, we're you know we were cyborgs basically and uh and edge runners so when we discovered the french path we were not quite as nice as the other explorers because we weren't what you would we weren't what you would call explorers we, <laughs> we weren't idet material we, we were more in the ar look at what we found category um yeah. and then uh i think then our our cybernetic characters wound up becoming like vampires and werewolves and shit. I, we mixed it all up. It was crazy. It was oh, wow. it was fun. It was it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, you can do all that. I mean, you you can get crazy with it. You can you can go yeah. super science, super technical. It can be an an exercise in uh, your your own personal little sociological experiment, or you can be like we were, or anywhere in between, uh, and be like. Like I need robots, um, and, uh, uh, a wizard, and a, um, and a, a, a Gatlin gun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and well, those two wouldn't mix. <laughs> I said robot. <laughs> Give me a robot. So. So how does like the how does the character how does the character building work? Like, do you do you kind of get to like pick and choose and add stuff from like the different worlds you go to, or is it kind of like you start with one thing and like you just keep leveling up that thing. Well, it really depends on the system you're going to use. I mean, if you are using D20, you're stuck in a D20 system where you're going. You got character classes, and we actually have some advanced. We create some advanced classes for that in D20. In the original system, you, oh my God, original system had uh, he, Richard had over 300 skills in the original system. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it wasn't. It wasn't a class system. It was a, 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 a kind of a point system, kind of a skill. Um, well, you you rolled you rolled ran in his system you rolled randomly for your for your for your for your stats. Right. And then so you it's get like that. a mastery system. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you get good in something. Uh, you know, hand hand combat was such that my when I ran it way back when, my players would look at you know you could go as hand to hand combat or pull your gun out and shoot them. They would pull out the gun and shoot them. Yeah, because it's easier than the hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the Savage Worlds version. I mean, that's classless, so uh, it's yeah. You well, got, yeah, it's class. Yeah, it's classless, but it does have ranks. So you yeah. have ranks as you go up, but it's also fairly low skills. It's like about fifteen skills, something twenty like skills, that, yeah. something like that. But but you know what I like about and the, you, you know what I like about the Savage yeah. Worlds though, John, is that. That is a that system is going to be very easy for for somebody to say. Well, I'm going to play a cowboy from the 19 from from the from the 1880 world, and you would say, well, I'm going to play a, I'm going to play an astronaut from um, you know 2050, and I'm going to play well, I'm just going to play a regular I dead guy, and they'd all play together just fine. That's yeah. I, I, I mean, think that's a big bonus to Savage Worlds. In Savage Worlds, what makes your characters different are the are your edges and hindrances. You get when you start up, you pick. Uh, a major hindrance and two minor hindrances to flesh out the, his his problems, and then you pick different uh, edges, and it's the edges that give you that really define your character and make them different from everyone else. So, the, and and some edges will become available as you go to various places and learn things. So, oh, you know, what we left know. out John. All right, so so a big what? a big thing about Frenchworthy, and this is like a this is a game balancing mm -hmm. kind of playing the leveling the field kind of thing. Only one in one hundred thousand people, and it's totally random. 
Um, and even Richard said that mm -hmm. there's no me there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's completely random. Only one in one hundred thousand people can walk through the portal. Everyone else can't go yep. through the portals. They can't travel through them. So what would happen if I make up this whole awesome character and then I don't get to go through the portal? <laughs> you're funny, Mike. Uh, <laughs> if you make up a character, it's assumed <laughs> that you're you are one of the chosen. Going through. Yeah. Maybe your character just like sits outside the portal and like waits for yeah. people to come back and it's like, oh, so yeah. what's it like? I'll guard the portal, guys. Right. Oh, yourself. Everybody, roll initiative, okay? What do you do, Pete? I watch the portal. <laughs> <laughs> you do that every round. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, in my last game I ran, we had uh, we had an, an ex Air Force computer tech, we had a, a, a TV evangelist, a ex Spetsnaz, uh, um, a Russian commando, uh, a, a a uh, Spanish knight, you know, a, a modern day Spanish knight, and a and a photographer. That was that was te that was team two, you know. And they uh, we I lost I lost two of the guys because you know, I lost the photographer because he just couldn't make it. But yeah, we had you know, but yeah, it was fun watching these people with, with complete disparate skills. And then later on, uh, Paul joined us, and he but he decided he's going to be a Victorian, so he's playing Victorians. So he's playing a Victorian detective, oh. who basically was found out to be Frenchworthy. Okay. And the and the NPC team is uh, there's uh, uh, um, Earl 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 Grace Greystone uh, with his with his uh, friend and manservant uh, Cosgrove Shropshire, who's who despite his name is Congolese. Okay. He's got a little got a little oh. British in his blood. Uh, way, uh, then there's uh, Chan. Is it what's her name? Lee Chan. And we discovered, we decided that uh, her grandmother is Jackie Chan's great great grandmother, so <laughs> you know they're related. So you and can do... who else? And my and, and my grandfather. Okay. I put my grandfather in in there. Yeah, oh. he was an engineer. So well, I hope you're treating him well. Well, yeah. and you know what this this what I love about this is the fact that it's a random one in one hundred thousand people. If you want to be realistic mm -hmm. about it, you know. You're not going to be saying, you know, everyone's not going to be playing a special forces guy because that just doesn't make sense. Uh, it gives you the nope. ability to make very interesting characters. Like um, one of the things mm -hmm. I had proposed to the to the guys was was saying that uh, would be neat would be uh, the driver for the team is like maybe a an Iraqi taxi cab driver. You know, he's used to driving in war zones around IEDs and people shooting him and stuff. So he's he's used to and and he, and it ha, he has an actual valid reason for having a character who's experienced in combat driving, right? So and he'd also be kind of hardened. You know, he'd be this guy that that you know he wouldn't be easily to be shaken. He's used to bombs going off near him and stuff. And it's like that's just a, a kind of a neat way to have a character who's um who's you know who has a specialty uh this is where you bring your veterinarian in who's your team doctor you know he's like well, i studied to be a veterinarian but when i found out i was fringe worthy i learned a little bit more about people and i'm the team doc you know because yeah you just got you just got worry when he opens up his uh up his pack of rubber gloves he he has the gloves that was up to here. Oh, Examination time. It's like, Doc, what are you doing? That's the only gloves I got, man. Well, hey, and these are all I have. You know what they say when all you have is a hammer, everything's a nail. <laughs> I mean, we actually have some great examples in the game built in. Like, the, the team one is uh, a scientist. 
a um, a uh, fish a a, a, far, a manager for a Chinese fish farm, <laughs> a uh, bicycle me- a bicycle messenger, and a uh, writer who has connections to the Russian mob. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but it gives you yeah it really gives you a lot of leeway to make some really really interesting characters because you yeah. know being that you're so you're valuable if they find out you're French worthy they want you they'll recruit you they'll pay you a lot of money to do it so mm-hmm. um, well we, I, I'm making this straight the people who pay you lots of money is not the United Nations which which created this it's your country's paying you this lot of money to do this because they want to make sure you bring back stuff for them that represent the home team buddy <laughs> alright so yeah. hey John we're running we're running a little long on this let's hurry up and go through the, the other games of, of TriTac just real quick so that we, sure. can, we can move on I mean, we pretty much covered them I mean, you know, just quick, you know, quick recap we got FTL 2448 BR13 Stalking the Night Fantastic Fringeworthy then we have Incursion uh, uh, then we have um, Hardware Hinterland, Weird Zone, oh, wait, hey, uh, real, real Cloisters. Quick. Stop on Hardware Hinterland because I don't think we, we explained that well. So Hardware yeah. Hinterland, real quick, it's um, what they call these environs. So they're, they're, they're square patches of land. Environs. Environs, yeah. What, yeah and envi- what, and what, what's the size they're on those? They're 200 square miles across. They're 200, they're 200 miles by 200 miles, and they're separated by 200 miles of, of ocean. And best way to describe this is um, Tales of the Golden Monkey crossed with Tailspin. Right. <laughs> and each one of those, each one of those environs is a different like setting. So one of them's like a, a uh, like a dinosaur island. Another one is called Little Texas. Um, what's another one? Etowando. New Akron. New Akron, the Libertarian Paradise. Um, uh, <laughs> Etowango is like the, the new, jungle. Yeah, well, no, it's the, ocean, it's the only place that actually has water. You can actually land and not get attacked by whales, okay. the carna whales and squids. Okay. Yeah, it actually has walls around the island, so there's basically it's tall walls, and then you have all these little Polynesian islands. Okay. You got new old new new old New York, uh, almost Canada. Uh, let's see, you got Anston's Kingdom. Canada. Uh, you have Magic Cost, where it's basically it's a it's a place where magic works, uh, and it's also a deadly da- deadly dangerous. Then right next to Tech, or is it not Technicost? It's uh there's two places you really don't want to go to, Ma- you know, Magic Cost, and the Techno World, where it's basically you know Terminators and some of that walk around shooting people. I don't think I want to go there. So I, I don't want to go there. Yeah, right. and there's a bunch of other places too. I mean, there's other places too, but yeah, it's. It's a little community, and then of course they find out there's a copy. Well, not a copy, but there's the same thing above them, about thousand miles. Yeah, if you fly straight up for a thousand miles, there's another set of worlds. Face, you kind of do a flip over at the midway point. So you oh, go, weird. yeah, you go you got, up. You kind of you flip do, around. You got. Now here's the funny thing: you got to do it at night. If you try it during the day, you'll hit the you hit the sun layer and burn up. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's... Uh, what is... and, well, and, well the, of course, the other problem is, is that the sun layer is almost pure helium or pure hydrogen. Oh, you don't so, want to, yeah. 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 Oh, I was going to say helium. <laughs> right. No, it's, it's pure hydrogen. No smoking, please. All right, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so um, then there's um, uh, Weird Zone. Talk about that just real quick. Explain that real quick, because that's a cool game. I mean, it's it's you know what, and, and I'll tell you, I thought it was it's sliders. It's it's sliders only instead of just you have a little portal. It's it's uh, basically uh, uh your house, 
and everything within 100 to 150 feet of that house have gone sliding yeah. to other worlds, and you have no control over it. Yeah, your house randomly picks I, up and disappears. Yep. And I, with, when I ran it, um, uh, the, pe my, the, the folks that said they're going to be a, a Alaskan bush pilot, and we went and, and actually, I actually found a Quonset hut hangar up in Alaska, and said, "There it is." Took a picture of it in Google, made a map, and there we went. And everything, everything on the map is what they had. So they had a hangar, some uh, and parts of hangars. <laughs> they had some ex extra airplanes. And I said, "Most of them are broken," and 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 four and th and four and one half cars. Now, <laughs> all right. So here's because unfortunately anything, anything out the edge when you get when when you, when you get bobbled and sent off someplace else, it's sliced off completely. Ooh, so, yeah, yeah. one, one game I ran, they appeared, and half, and half a Mesodon fell over. Oh, oh my uh, goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, but here's the important thing. Once, you're, once mm. you're on that plot and it takes off, you're now part of that plot. So if, yes. when it lands, if you get off and run for the hills, when it disappears again, you get teleported back to it. So you can't just get yep, away man. from it. Oh, yeah. man. We figured the only way the only way you can get away with it is if a a you're French worthy, you find a French worthy portal, you step through, and then now you break you've broken the connection, right. or you get a, you get another uh, another zero plot is, is what they're called, uh, yeah, another one of these little bubble plots. Because they go flying through space, they go flying through this like inner space, and they they pass each other and stuff. So like sometimes it'd be like um, you you could have them pass each other and guys shooting at each other and jumping off across from one to the other, um, and that's the only time you could transfer from one plot to another. I did confirm with Richard, you can make your plot bigger, but you have to be sneaky about it. You literally have to cut a, cut a trench in the middle, mm -hmm. push it apart, making sure it's still connected, then fill in the hole. Oh, okay. And it gets bigger that way. <laughs> and then it gets even more screwed up because when you're flying through yeah. space, you know, you can encounter things like it can rain zombies or it can rain fire. Uh, oh. I, I want neither of those not, things. <laughs> well, not zombies. No, 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 not zombies. No, no, no. Don't worry about zombies. Demons and angels. That's the ones you got to worry about. Okay. Showing up. <laughs> and and you got to remember, your and, plot doesn't have power or water or any of that kind of stuff. So if you're flying through space for a couple of days, time. yeah, you, you could be a couple of days without water on that thing. Yeah, sounds for, like a know, Hunger city. Games thing. <laughs> Well, the first thing, the first thing my team did was was turn off the valve on the hot water heater so they wouldn't siphon out. So they had a big high, hot water heater full of water. But unfortunately, they couldn't use the toilets because they used the little blue things in the toilets. Oh, so nice! Were <laughs> Don't drink that. Uh, but, but they also were they they actually were getting ready for a flight out to the country. You know, basically, it's the pilot and a scientist. Uh, and a hunter, and one of the NPCs uh, was the secretary who ran the business, and they're you know, and they they're still they all you know still alive even though after encountering encountering things such as aliens, uh, Greys with their Westworld setup, yeah, they had a West the aliens had a Westworld, mm. you know, and you know, and then they met met the uh, they met the the uh, the place where people worship cows because cows make them worship them. Oh God! Cows <laughs> All right, so so let's uh, we're about on time, so so I want to give I want to give my co-host a second, um, uh, Mike or, or Allegra or Brian. Do you have any other questions you want to ask about any of these TriTac games we've been talking about? Anything we we glossed over that you want to highlight on or ask about? Yeah. 
Anything? Anything at all? Uh, <laughs> not, not that. But there was something that you got. You mentioned in the beginning that you wanted to touch on, and I'm still interested too. It was, I, and I cannot remember what you talked about. It was something uh, 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 storytelling or something utility, something like a utility kind of a thing or a service or oh, something. Oh shit! Yeah, John, real quick, tell, uh, um, your sci-fi, um, the the sci-fi site that you oh, work with. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. I, I, uh, my other sideline is my other claim to fame is I'm actually one of the contributors now. I actually one of the staff now on a website called Sci-Fi Ideas. Uh, I'll shoot Peter uh, uh, the 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 web link to it. But the Sci-Fi Ideas is a, a site created by a, a, a pair of Brits, uh, and basically it's what it sounds like. They have this full different ideas. Flows are Mark. His name is Maral, uh, the guy who runs it. Uh, but it has a slow start, but now it's, it's picked up. We, it basically has, you know, articles. Artifexian, Art the guy who does the uh, things on how to build worlds, he's a, he's a staff member too, so we'll get his videos up there as well. Uh, we will have story ideas. We actually will have jumping off points. And you, and you already here's, do. Here's the, Oh yeah, I, I got several up there. Uh, I also got a couple stories up there too. So oh, cool. I also won the. I also won the every every August he does a competition of the best alien uh, creature in under I think six hundred words, and I won this year or cool. last year with my uh, alien race, the Kutali, a species that grew up learning to talk with radio waves and not sound. So initial first contact would be interesting with them. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I was looking through that site a little bit today, and I noticed there was a lot of stuff they'll do is they'll, they'll give you like a story seed, so it'll be like two paragraphs, and it'll describe a situation. Mm -hmm. And one of the – it was a, and a lot of times it looks like they're, they're accompanied by a picture. It was this big worm with all these balloons hanging off of it, and it was a story about something, something, and you should never bring a wizard to a party, and – that's your starting point, and then you're expected to, to write a story, use that as your basis, and then write a story from that. Oh, that one's fun to read for the comments because people were ripping, ripping them a new one about the fact that uh, you got fantasy in my science fiction. <laughs> no. Two great genres that are go great together. But, but they also have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like They actually have real science on there, like scientific ideas and scientific mm -hmm. concepts that are very real, you know, things that scientists are working on or things that we know. Um, yeah. And it's like just. Stuff and then they have Star Trek science too, but yeah. yeah. Right, but I'm just saying they, they, and they have Star Trek science. They have they have stuff where you can um you know you could take this idea and say you know what I could do a story out of that I could make a story out of that cool science concept. Yeah. And and lots of art and yeah. stuff. It's pretty neat. Oh yeah, it's uh I it was it there was a story idea. Um, they actually if you go through you'll, you'll see I did a story based on this picture. Which was also based. Another person did the exact used the same picture too. So we actually in one month, two of us submitted a story for the same picture, and okay. the, Mark decided to post them both. So and totally radical, radical different takes on that picture. So sweet. Uh, I'd like to see that happen more often. Yeah. Right. That's that's uh, neat like, to see where where it takes yeah, a writer. Yeah, right now I got a story. I have a story in there right now. Um, it's I actually it's kind of contemporary because it's about the digital currency. Um, oh, Bitcoin. I, I'm just waiting for Mark to go over. And, <laughs> well, I'm not using that name because a, a a that's trademark. Right. I, I'm calling Digi Coins. Right. Yeah. Hell, Brian might have oh, a story have a on Bitcoin, Bitcoin tonight. Bitcoin. <laughs> Uh, well, bitcoins, they, uh, they're, they're, they're like Pokemon. Yeah. In fact, they are Pokemon. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. 
All right, so, yeah, yeah. so John, yeah. let, let's get some yeah. links. Where do we get Tritax stuff? Links. Oh. Links? Well, oh, links, Rex, links, Rex. Uh, well, there's a podcast, so I'm going to pop our podcast first, because we actually have one of our most popular podcasts so far. It's about cats. Really? That's <laughs> the most popular one? Because I know uh, it, it was something about, like, in the, more, in the, more podcasts. In the past week, the episode on Hardware Hinterland, Cat Rulers, has, had, has close to 180... Pl- plays according to this, just the, the website. In one week. Not too bad. In one week. Not too bad. Oh, see, so you would have gotten more hits if it was keyboard cats. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this, okay, or grumpy we're cats. Pod, we're dealing with Podbeam, so if we go on to the actual stats, we'll actually get a different set of numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is people who played it just here on the website. Not doesn't count... Plays through iTunes doesn't count. Plays through uh, other means through through a, a RSS feed, which I fixed. Oh, did you? RSS feed up to uh, up to RPG podcast was broken, so I fixed it. Really? Uh, oh shit! Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Anyway, and uh, so how do we so find that, that podcast? Tritexsystems.podbean.com. That's Tritexsystems. Systems.podbean.com. And uh, how many episodes? How many episodes? That's the main one. Then, of course, there's our, our well, 333 episodes. Right. Uh, officially, <laughs> 258, but we have a bunch of filler episodes. Uh, I don't think does Bruce ca- actually count our? Um, yeah, he did count the uh, Christmas one. Right. So yeah, and we we try to keep him honest. Uh, we actually did. A, we did. I'm waiting for it to come through. Is we did an actual play. Oh, sorry, Peter. You mi- did you make it? Did you make that, Peter? Yeah, was that the, the fiasco? Play? The fiasco. Yeah, we did. We, we, I put. I put together uh, a fiasco play set for Hardware Hinterland. Yeah, we played that. The the and, brass monkey ball. Yes, <laughs> the brass monkey ball, and uh, that uh, it's an inter- it's it's a because the Hardware Hinterland is such a strange place. I said. It needs an intro game, some sort. Of, right. So you get your head around it a little bit, and that's what I did. I created the Brass Monkey Ball, and so the next one. Let me go get here. I'm getting my links up so I can get the links right. Uh, there we go. So our main website, if you want to get any of our games, is tritacgames.com. That's tritacgames.com. Uh, and of course, we have a we have a, we have four. There's links in there to our forums, everything everything else so you can, that you can there. But the Tritex games, uh, we do have. We finally have started providing download service for our games. We used to sell them on CDs, uh, but now we ha- actually have a, uh, a down where you can bu- purchase and download them directly to your hard drive. Wait, stop, so, stop. How yeah, did no you convince s- Richard of that? Yes. Was there I a gun in? Was Mellor- there a- <laughs> Melody, Melody did using her wilds. Okay, I was gonna say, was there a gun involved? And no, there was not a gun involved. There was a woman involved. Much more powerful. <laughs> Much more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Besides, she's administrating the site. She wanted to make her life easier. There you go. Awesome. Good. Good news. <laughs> I'm glad he joined the modern age. Yeah. So All yes, right. you can purchase them through there. Um, what else? Oh, and, and your sci-fi uh, site. And of course, there is our Yahoo site. Well, we have the Yahoo group, which has been around for ages. We have Yahoo group for the three main games, Bureau 13, Fringeworthy, and FTL 2448. But they're more abundant right now. They're more or less 
only jeans Buchanan posts on, on, right. on Fringeworthy. You, you would find I mean, you're really going to find your, your traction on Facebook. That's probably where most of the discussion happens, right? Or the forums. Or the forums. And you can get to those through the pages. website, right? The link to them as well. Yes, I'll have to try the game's website. Mm-hmm. There's free stuff up there, including the including the, the playset for Fiasco. So mm-hmm. I you know, download it, and if you like it, buy a copy of the game, or buy a copy of the game and download it. Yes. You know, I, I'm happy either way. Where can they buy a copy of any of the uh, Tritech games? Are they available on uh, DriveThruRPG? No, oh, no, no, right no, off no. the website. We, we, TritechGames.com. Oh, well, Tritech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you get it from there. Uh, Game Richard to actually go to uh, a distributor is going to be kind of hard ever since he he had bad he had bad uh, situations with other distributors in the, in right. the past. Uh, okay, and if so you ever he wanna, just does sole yeah. distribution. All right. And if you ever want to try yeah. out a TriTac yeah. game, and if you're at Dragon Con, Bruce always runs games at Dragon Con. He always runs games at Gen Con. And John, you usually run stuff out your way, right? Like Fantasy Flight yeah. or, or. Yeah. No, Dra- Dragonflight. Dragonflight. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I try at least. I, I at least try to run a Bureau Thirteen game. Yeah, Bureau Thirteen game. Uh, this year I'm going to con- to uh, GameStorm down in uh, Vancouver, Washington. But I'm not running any TriTech games down there. I'm actually running several Fate games. Okay. So. All right. Awesome. Uh, I, I, I gain more traction that way. Those games, and also we have our Facebook group. Uh, we have the the tri- the, tri- the fans of the TriTech podcast. We had the fans of the uh, fans of Fringeworthy, and the Bureau Thirteen fans, agent agents everywhere. So, and we also have a page, uh, the the TriTech Games page, and we have the if you want to get in on, in on the Savage World design, the Savage Worlds Fringeworthy design page. But that's uh, basically let me know you want to join, and I'll and I'll you know let you in. But it's not one you can join easily. It's by only you know. Uh, just re ask and I'll let you in. Cool. Do people right. do people share a lot of their like game stories and stuff? Some of them do, uh, especially when they're weird or wonderful. Then they'll share them. Uh, or yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe what. Yeah, I couldn't believe what those guys did. <laughs> right, type right. stories, but nah. And and just yeah. so you guys know, if you ever if you if you do get bitten by the Fringeworthy bug or the any of the TriTag games bug. And you wanna, you know, you wanna get more. Uh, the podcast that that we do is, um, like, like John said, it's 333 episodes, and we talk about everything under the sun about that game, and all different concepts and character concepts, and game mastering tips, and player tips, and uh, I don't know, all kinds of shit. I mean, we did a whole series on on role playing during a disaster. So like, not. Um, not you in a disaster, like not trying to roll the dice while a hurricane is blowing your house down, but like while your character is in a hurricane, and we all pick different things. Like one of us did a thing on on a vol- like a, uh, a volcano, uh, like a, if you had a volcano eruption in mm-hmm. the area, how you would do rules for that, uh, how you would play during like a flood or a hurricane or a fire, all that kind of stuff. Earthquake. Yeah, earthquake, and that that was one series that we did. We we do series on equipping your characters. We do a series on game mastering tips on what to put on your character sheet, all that kind of stuff, so go check it out. There's oh, plenty, last, plenty, plenty of resources. Yeah, our last, I'll plug one of our later ones. We did one on um, actually, I got right here, right in front of me. Where is it? There we go. Uh, no, we haven't, it's not here yet. It's not up yet, but it, actually we, it's, it's still in the can, so it hasn't been released. We just actually did one on uh, basically um, character motivations. You know, why is your character, you know, for fringe really, but this can actually apply to any game, we have basically questions like why is your character going out uh, out here? Besides, it's not the money. 
Right. Why is your character getting up in the morning, crossing the snow, going down into the, uh, into down into the Arctic ice, and walking to that portal? Why is he? Why is he doing it? Or right. she is doing it. What's their motivation? You know, and and that can actually be hooks for the GM to, to set plot plot points up on for. Right. And those things are good, folks. Especially my friends out there who keep telling me, "Quick, give the GM's idea, GM ideas." But you know <laughs> what? Give ideas because sometimes a GM's stuck. Right. And we've picked all the genres. Like we've picked, you know, how would you role play in a dinosaur world? So your friends where the characters go to a dinosaur world. What is there to do there? How how does that really work? We did a whole episode on that. We did a whole one on on everything you can imagine. Japan, ancient Japan, um, uh, westerns. Um, fuck, I don't know. Uh, well, not much. Not, not, not much on westerns. I don't think we haven't actually. We did one. Probed, yeah, we, we did, did one. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We did do one in the Wild West. Yeah. yeah, but that was more Bureau Thirteen. That was fringeworthy. Eh, yeah, but because, still, well, yeah, still all good ideas. All right, yeah. everybody. That's it, John. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, you gonna stick around and play a game with us? Thank you. Sure. Yeah, I'll lose. I mean, I'll try. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, go play TriTech Games and buy all their stuff. It's a lot of fun. Get hooked. It's good stuff. All right, Mike. Are you mm -hmm. ready? Yep. Hello. Uh oh, what happened to your sound, brother? You're muted, Mike. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ah. Okay. So. All right, here we go. Mike, what's well, the game? Well, human, the... what's weird with you? What... <laughs> what's the game this week, Mike? Today, and uh, I'm using the uh, makeshift soundboard. Uh, today, wait a minute, yes, today, as I hit this button, <laughs> if I hit that button, what about this button, what about this shit, button? let me hit this button, damn you guys, alright, hold on, <laughs> I gotta shoot this, and I do that, <sighs> <laughs> and that. Ah, there we go. And then I do that. All right, so Are we good? Go. Wait a minute. Yay. One second. Uh, you got to click, click on it, Peter, so it stays up on the screen. No, no, I got it. I got disappears. it. I got it. Um, got it. I'm just trying to... I got to turn on this here. Oh, that's right, because Google Plus will, if you do a screen share, it drops it. No, no, I'm good. Just give me, give me Are you ready? No, give me one second, because you're the size of it's off, of course. Because for whatever reason, big. the size changed again. Because before the size was set up oh. fine, and now it's not. Okay. Okay. There's that. There's that. Let me move it over here. <laughs> Let me shrink that down. Sorry. Do you have time? I don't know. You changed you the size of it. Peter, do I have time to go out and get a drink real quick? Uh, if you make it real quick. All right, I'll just kill my camera. Let's see what means. Go now, go. Go, go, boom, boom, boom. You have ten seconds. Nine. All right, eight. Mike. Your screen is set up for so up for survey says, but we'll wait for John to get back. He'll only be a minute. Right. Five. <laughs> <laughs> How does this sound? 
Is the music too loud if I'm no, talking over it like this? All right. It's fine. And I'm back. Yeah, what All the right, hell? What John. What are you doing with our settings, man? Man. All right, we're ready to go. Should right. I not start yet? Yeah, okay. You're... Good to go, Mike. John, Nitwits yeah. panelists, we are about to play Survey Says Version 2.0. Welcome to the new and improved Mythwit Survey Says. I am your host, Michael Cthulhu Kafis. Survey Says is simple. 100 people have been surveyed online and at various conferences around the world. These survey questions are geeky in nature, and you must do your best to guess the most popular to answer the of answers to these survey questions. Each round, player order will be determined by a decahedral random number generator. One of those things. That, oh, why is that there? That player has the first attempt at guessing a survey answer. Each player will receive up to two opportunities to guess survey answers. If your provided survey answer matches any of the top recorded survey answers, you will receive that total in points. The player with the most points at the end of the five rounds or there are actually are three rounds this time, will be crowned this week, Survey Says Overlord. Uh, in the event of a two or more way tie, a decahedral random number generator will be determined the player order for the tiebreaker round. And uh, here we go. Uh, here we go. Number one. Oh, here is the that, and now <clears throat> I will be rolling um, down in, in the order in the window. So basically, I'm rolling for Allegra first. Allegra, you get a five. Brian, you get a ten. Oh. And, uh, of course, tens are better than fives. And John, you get a seven. I'm coming for you, Brian. And Peter gets a Three. Yay! So we have we have Brian, mm -hmm. John, Allegra, and Peter. Okay, so basically, name a popular way you would like to see the world end. Now I'm going to tell you guys this. This was at a at a media or at a uh, how would you define Balticon. It's it's not uh, just a media con. It's a book authors. It's uh, mostly authors, yeah. Author con. It's a sci-fi so con. Yeah, it's very cerebral. A lot of the people that are cerebral. Uh, some of these answers you're not going to necessarily agree with, but you got to go with what the surveyors uh, survey says. And remember, <laughs> this is this is not you. Yeah. This is what they said. Right. So you're gonna you're you're trying to think uh, in terms of that. So basically, I'm going to go down the list, Brian. Uh, John, Allegra, and then Pete. You will give me one answer, and then we'll go down again, and each of you can give me two answers, and then we'll run down and see if, if we get it. So, Brian, name a popular way you would like to see the world end. you got to go with the zombie apocalypse. And John. Okay. Let's see. Oh, well, let's go for an old oldie but goodie. Thermal nuclear war. Well. And Allegra. Uh, machine uprising. Oh, good one. 
Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. And Peter. Oh, I'm going to say asteroids. You got you got a save for they got a lotion for that. <laughs> <laughs> there have been uh, seven preparations before H. So, uh... The supermarket was out, and oh, they burn. <laughs> All right, Brian, uh, for your your second go round. I don't know, Pete. The asteroids already had their shot at Earth. <laughs> That's true. They did. They passed Every by day the day. Every day they shot at us. It's all the time. The Earth gets the Earth gets bigger by a few by a few kilograms every day from asteroid <laughs> dust. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Brian, your mm-hmm. second opportunity. I'm going to tweak this opportunity with. Viral outbreak. Oh, so non-zombie specific. I'm gonna tweak it with viral outbreak. Okay. Uh, John. The gray goo disaster. Uh, Nano machines eat yep. the world. Uh, so we're going with like the blob. No, it's it's a uh, no no gray nano, goo nano. They goo. just made a game about gray goo. They actually just did. Okay. Great. Yeah. Basically, yeah, basically, nano uh, called the nano machine apocalypse. Okay. How's that? Yeah. Gotcha. And Allegra. This is my second guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, alien invasion. Oh, that was gonna be my second one. Oh. <laughs> and Peter. Oh, well, she just. What took you got, my... Pete? What you she, got, Pete? She, she just took mine. Damn it. Um. <laughs> let me think. Um. Uh, Oh, that's gonna be hard. Yes, that's gonna yes, definitely gonna be hard. Um, harken, harken back to sci-fi movies. You got this. Death Star. I'm gonna say um, the the Hadron Collider. Ooh. The Hadron Collider. Malfunction with the collider. Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually thought about that. Or, or in this case, <laughs> making black holes, making black holes, making black holes. So wait a minute. Are you talking about a black hole, or are you talking about the hadron collider colliding a black hole, or how you how do you want to quantify that? Uh, I, it's specifically the hadron collider. Like it, the 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 thought is is that it would make a black hole. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even Pete's last answer could have been first. We're gonna just run down the list because that's how it has to go. But the number one answer, or name a popular way you would like to see the world end, is. Alien invasion. Uh, nice. Yeah. Allegra, team points. Mm. And uh, the second most popular answer for how Sam people is. would like to see the world end is Robot yep. Uprising. Nice. Allegra again. Allegra. <laughs> Damn. Can I think like the masses or what? Yeah, yes, no doubt. <laughs> Chris, the last time we played this, a girl beat us. Damn it! <laughs> Girls are survey sayers. Gotta represent, Jen. <laughs> Here we go. Number three. Kaiju oh. or any other monsters, oh. etc. Oh, yeah, nope. that's a good Brian. one. Brian. Brian. Oh. Seriously. What was I thinking? I know. I know. And number oh. four. What? 
Supernova, which oh. I can't say is a black hole induced no, by anything. That does, nope, that doesn't fit. Yeah. And uh, like I'm telling you, I, I agree that, you know, uh, one of these that you one, one person gave me that did not make the list, I, I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. So here we go. Number five. Cosmological entropy. I would have accepted heat <laughs> death the universe. Oh, God. Like I said, that's a mouthful. That's the lamest <laughs> answer ever. That's like that's that's basically no. how would you like the earth to die? Old age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, would you would you have taken uh, the big rip for that? Right, yeah, sure. Right. Same thing. Yeah. The big, All right. the big Number rip. Six. Ice Age. Again, how lame. That's lame. Right. I thought about that, too. I know. Come on, Peeps. Viral outbreak. Yeah, I, listen. <laughs> I, well, let's see. Number seven. Mass orgasm. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, as they like to say, death by snoo-snoo. Okay. So, All right. Um, so Technically, it's death by that's crushed how... pelvises. Planet <laughs> So, so I'm going down this list here, and I'm seeing only points. one person getting points here, and it was a lot of them. That is correct. Shit. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, that gives 34 points uh, to Allegra. Wow. I like this game. Well, I, I made this game for you, Allegra. <laughs> See, I, I thought you were, I thought you went to a science fiction convention. It sounds like you went to a sci-fi convention. It is. It's a sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't sure. know, that last answer sounds like you went to a different kind of convention. <laughs> oh, we wish. We wish, damn it. Oh, what, oh, what, what the AVN In awards, convention? yeah, right. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> we're going to do our right. podcast there. So, yes, here's our next round. round. Hey, listen, guys, anyone is still in it, okay? Uh, so here we go. Uh, the question, name a popular window or bumper decal found on a geek's car. And we're going to roll for initiative. Uh, wow. <clears throat> Allegra gets a 10. Oh, you suck. <laughs> yeah, that's the low one. <laughs> no, that's the high one. No, that's the high one. That's, that's the high one. one. Yes, Brian gets a 2. Gives him more time to think. I'm cool. That's right. John John gets a 9. Ooh. Second again. And Pete gets an 8. Okay. So I guess we do mm. Allegra. And John, and who's that other guy? Pete. Yeah. <laughs> and then that last guy, uh, Brian. Brian. Okay. So we'll we'll just go down the list again. Uh, we'll start with Allegra. Allegra, name a popular window or bumper decal found on a geek's car. Now, these I will, I will kind of help you guys out a little bit. And if you guess more specific and it, it falls under the umbrella of the greater answer, you get the points. But there are sort of themed portions, so there are you know you can fall within something. Right. Even if you go specific, you can still fall into it. So. Well, like, how general can we go, though? Can I you just can say go like, as Star Trek? Do you want to say just anything Star Trek? You can say anything Star Trek to cover your bases. Oh, wow. Okay, so hold on. Wait, wait, or, Mike. Or, Mike, hold on. Yeah. If someone no, else... If, hold on, wait. No, listen, listen. I got it. I got it. If someone else guesses more specific and is that specific one, they snag it. Where is this from? No, no, that is not that is not how it will work. Well, no, what no, it, listen, how it will work is you will. No, no, because you have to, dude. Because like, if she says Star Trek and I say uh, Enterprise, and the guy said Enterprise sticker, then who gets it? 
We should both get it. It's cheap. What is this, kindergarten? Jesus Christ. No, you can't just say, you can't just say fucking Star Trek. That's okay, what well, I just said. Go vague. I, I want my guess. I want my... Wait, so go vague? Yes. Oh, wow. I was going to go really specific. Uh, Doctor Who? Stuff? Tardises? <laughs> Okay. Really, like the first thing I thought of was that fucking coexist bumper sticker, the one that's got like all the different yeah. okay, little so symbols. From, like, I, can, I, I can only write one thing down right now. You spewed out about three things, which is helping everyone else. <laughs> but what would you like me to write down for your first answer, since you're number one? I want to go with the coexist one, actually. Okay. A good feeling about it. Mm. Nobody else take my other guesses. Okay. <laughs> okay done deal. Uh, John. Well. Seeing that I have it on my motorbike, the uh, fire, the uh, Firefly registration sticker. So he's saying Firefly. The, basically, the vehicle, the vehicle, Firefly. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Peter, I'm going with the zombie family. You know, like Ooh, the little the mom and dad and kids. One. The zombie one. Yeah. All mm. right. Uh, Brian. First guess. I'm gonna go with a. Sith Empire like election bumper sticker like Palpatine 2015 or Palpatine 2016. So <laughs> an election mm -hmm. sticker for Emperor Palpatine. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And Allegra, your second answer? Okay, definitely like a TARDIS. Or my other vehicle's a TARDIS. Yeah, <laughs> like something TARDIS related. John. Hmm. Let's see. I had I got a couple floating in my head. You got a floater? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I do got. I, I I have to actually go see a doctor about my retina. I actually have a uh, not. T I have little holes in my retina, so I need to get them fixed. Oh. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pete. And John. Yeah. Anyway, John. Yes. Yeah. TMI. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Well, oh, gee, I was I was gonna go with a with a Darwin fish, but that's actually not a bumper sticker. That's the that's actual no, that actual works. Thing that, that is okay. it, says, it says that window is okay. to Cal. Yeah, it works. But it, it, but, then, work. but 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 no 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 no. I was gonna go with that. Um, I had something bear in mind. Of course, my my brain wandered. Uh, um, what was it? What was it? Now let's go with a let's go with a Darwin fish. Yeah, Darwin fish. Okay. And Peter. Apple logo. And Brian. Transformer icons, mm. either Autobots or Decepticons. Good one. Okay. Transformers. <sighs> this worked out okay. You guys all answered, so no one covered over each other. Hopefully, you guys won't be all pissy with the. Oh, I was gonna say it. <laughs> so, here we go. But Mike, I said that. <laughs> oh, I know there's going to be. Oh, I was going to say that. That's bullshit, <laughs> Mike. It's bullshit. Answer. Four. Name a popular window or bumper or metal type of plasticky decal found on a geek's car is. Oh, it exists. I hate you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had such a good feeling about it. 
hate you. <laughs> and the number two answer, you know, number two isn't as shitty as number three, but it's still better than number four, is Star Wars anything. And that Bam! Brian, 14 points. And the number three answer, Doctor Who anything. Finally, I'm on the board. Tardis counts, right? <laughs> yes, Doctor. Yes. That's how he gets around. <laughs> I'm getting killed. All right, guys. And the number four answer for name a popular window bumper decal found on a geese car is Star Trek. <laughs> Nobody went with Star Trek. I actually had something random. <laughs> yeah. Funny, but yeah. Oh well, I went with Transformers. That's okay. I thought the Transformers uh, one was good. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll like make the list. Oh, wait a minute. I know. And the number five uh, answer is the Darwin Evolve yes. or SMR. Nice. Yes. I got eight nice. points. Nice. Eight points, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, baby. Uh, Johnny, eight points. <laughs> and Peter has zero. I've got zero. <laughs> Big fucking donut. You left, You still got this. The number <laughs> yeah. six. Answer for a popular window bumper sticker found on a geek's car is family anything. Family. Yeah. Nice. I'm, in the, I'm in the game. I'm in the game. You're in the game. <laughs> Hercules. Hercules. In last. Hercules. <laughs> last place. Hey, now, but it's it's a place. Okay. Yeah. If I were to tell you guys that there are there is still at least one answer that somebody will get points for, does that make anyone excited? Mm. Yeah. Anyone except for Allegra, because she's already well, blown we... her two answers. So here we go. Yeah. Number seven answer. D and D anything. Nobody went with D and D anything. I wrote National Twenty in bed. Come oh, on, guys. <laughs> Zero uh, charisma. Like you, you crit on the first try. Like I don't. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> Want to see my holy Avenger? Oh. <laughs> Oh, Can I put it in your portable hole? <laughs> mm. And the number eight answer, which will get somebody points on the board, is Transformers Anything. Brian gets four points with his Transformers. I, I officially hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now that is uh, eight. I don't have to be Allegra, Peter. I've just got to beat you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Good luck with that. And wow. 65. All right, Allegra has 65 points. Brian has 18 points. Mm -hmm. Jonathan has 8 points. Mm-hmm. And bringing up the posterior is little Pee Wee with six points. <laughs> My six finger hand. That's right. Hey, just, just don't peter out, Peter. Okay. <laughs> Allegra, rolling for initiative. Allegra rolls a seven. Brian with a four. Jonathan with a five. And Pee Wee, criticals with a ten. <gasps> Yay. Oh, 
Oh, shit. So, um, I can, so I can give my crappy answer first. <laughs> that is <laughs> All right. And yeah. there get we the, go. Get the garbage While out of the way. I, uh, write your guys' names down. Uh, Pete, why don't you read that for me? <gasps> Name <laughs> epic movie character death. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you though, I there are so many answers that were given, and I had to pick, I had to pick the top seven, and it was so hard because there were so many two I and have three. To, Mike, I had to ask the question: When did you compile this list? Uh, last year at Balticon. Yes. Thank goodness we can ignore a certain movie that came out this year, came out this fall. <laughs> Which movie? Short person movie. The Herbert. Hey. Oh. The Herbert. <laughs> the Herbert. The Herbert. All right, so we got. Was, was, was it before? Was was it before the Hobbit? Yes. It was. It was before the last Hobbit movie yeah. came out. Yes. yes. Question: Did you need to count? All right, so name an John. epic movie character death. Death. And Allegra. No, who goes oh. last? Brian goes last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, we have a. So when Peter. you say movie, you're talking, you know, Mike. When you say movie, you mean in the theater movie, not on VHS. Yeah, well, well if it was in I the mean, theaters, if it, it, it was at some point in a theater, yes. Okay, but not anything from Asylum, then. Okay. What if it was a TV show and it's shown <laughs> in a movie theater at some point? Uh, you're getting a little too in depth. Think more broad. <laughs> Believe me, this, oh, to me, I, I was answers. a little disappointed with this. But <sighs> we're gonna have fun with this. Don't you worry. All right, I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready for my first one. Ready, Peter. I'm going what? Darth Vader. And Allegra. Boromir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Hmm. Let's see. Emperor Palpatine. And Bride. Yep. Yep. For first choice, I'm gonna say Mace Windu. What's going on? Wow, a lot of And I'm going to just give you guys a hint. This can go outside of the <laughs> fantasy genre. It can and does. Just mm-hmm. thought I'd throw that yeah. out there. Uh, Brian, I mean, uh, Peter. They make movies outside of sci fi? Character movie Damn. Oh, God, who dies really epically? Um. Oh shit! I can't think. I'm gonna say uh, the Terminator from T2. Okay, and Allegra. Mm. Looking around for inspiration. The 27 Ronin. No. <laughs> Does that count as 27 of them? And four, three, two, one. Oh, God. Um, does, does the guy who plays Scarface, does he live through his movie or does he die? He seems like he dies. Scarface. He Just say Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Excellent 
choice, madam. Jonathan. Oh. Now you just now of course now my brain just went ding ching 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 and all of a sudden plonk. All those years of watching old movies. Ah. That's a good one. Uh, if we want, I want to get something else, sci-fi sci genre. No, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Butch and Sundance. Even though we don't see them die, it's assumed. <laughs> All right, and Mr. Brian. Oh, oh. I'm gonna go with Sonny Corleone in The Godfather: Death at the Toll Booth. Yeah. Nice, excellent choice. All right. Wait, can uh, I guess one more that gets no points? But I feel awful bad if I don't guess this. You you know what? You will get one point if it makes it on the list. What is it? Wash. Oh yeah. Firefly. Oh. Firefly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I will laugh so hard if the one I have written down is on the list. How about Brad Pitt from Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so here we go. This is going to be very interesting. I'm loving it. Name an epic movie character death. The number one answer. And for all the marbles, or mo at least most of the marbles, Terminator 2. Oh! Nice. <laughs> Yay, I got a number one. <laughs> With my number two. number <laughs> one. Yes. I'm really good at coming uh, up from behind. That's, that's my buddy. <laughs> All right, the number two answer for an epic movie character death, Ripley in Alien 3. I'm disappointed. Damn it! I know. Even though that movie was so bad, that was an awesome death. It was an epic yeah, yeah, death, though, wasn't it? I lost most of that movie yeah. from my brain. Falls into a forge of molten lead. I still, I still say, uh, what's it, Hudson went out better. You want some? You want some? Get some! Uh, uh. Well, I like the ultimate cut where she actually is holding the alien queen embryo in her fist as she falls into the molten lead. Oh, it's so horrible. <laughs> it's so horrible. All right. Number three. Spock in Star Trek <gasps> oh. 2. Oh, Lord Almighty. I know, right? Spock! And number four. Robocop, the toxic waste dude. To me, Melted Man, yes. I know. To me, that Melted one should have been higher on the list. I was list. thinking was Robocop, epic. there was so many. I know. Like, the dude that gets shot up by Ed when Ed kills that guy in the yes. demo. Just get, turns into Swiss cheese. All right. Oh. And number five, Kirk in Generations, which... Oh, that was so lame. <laughs> really? I'm falling down scaffold. such a lame death. That was not epic. I don't know. My heart sunk a little, but all right. Sci-fi whatever. losers, whatever. I got At least they didn't say didn't say Kirk Kirk in the uh, in the in the second reboot movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The number six epic mover carrier is Wash in Serenity. Wash. Ha! One point. Right. In your face. <laughs> One point. Oh, I, I, I personally like during that time I was watching Serenity, so like that was like top of my list. Hmm. I am a leaf on the wind. Oh. All right, and number seven, most epic character death, Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Oh, that's a good death. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you guys, said that's actually sad. That 
Die Hard was the only like non-sci-fi thing on the list. Yeah, I feel like we were yeah. sci-fi. Mike, yeah. Mike did not say they were all non-sci-fi. He said you could. I just tried to get you thinking outside of the box. Because, well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> there was no need. I should have stuck with inside the box. Cop. All right, so what do we have here? We have 16, 12, 22, and uh, uh, eight. My inner movie buff is disgusted with this list. I'm like, <laughs> Godfather's number two on the AFI list, people. Get cultured and watch it for once. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there was no tiebreaker, so I will save that tiebreaker round. Uh, End. Exit. Oops. Destroy. And stop <laughs> presenting, and I come back here. End. In first place, yawning and taking a victory stretch, Allegra, <laughs> with 66 points. Yay. Good job. Glorious victory. I tasted it last. Second place... Number two place was a pincher. It was pinched between Brian and Pete, but Pete was able to pinch ahead for number two. What? With that one With answer? Just. Oh, wait a minute. It was. It, it was yeah, short. No, you had two answers. Okay, yeah, 22 to 18. Yeah, 22. Yeah, 22. Right. Just beat me by three. And Brian with number three position at 18 points, and John. Wah, 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 wah. Eight points. That's the way oh, well. the survey says. Sweet. Good game. Excellent. Congratulations. The second time that we got beat at this game by a girl. Now, <laughs> and Jen, I mean, I knew both. You and Jen Page both mopped the floor up with us. You didn't just win. You fucking soundly defeated us. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just an example that she sent last time. <laughs> God. You'll have to you'll have to get in touch with Jen and let her know that you uh you wiped the floor. Away. I will. I carried on the legacy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. We All should right. play this the next time we have a female guest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do. All right. So Brian, let's get on with the news. Alrighty. So it looks like. Fox is coming up with some interesting plans. Two things are on their maybe list right now. One of them being, with the success of bringing back 24 for that limited series special, they're actually considering bringing back Mulder and Scully for a limited series. X-Files might be coming back for a limited time. They're still talking about it, but because of how 24, how well 24 did, uh, John's happy. <laughs> So we might see uh, Mulder and Scully. That'll be. I'll, I'm excited for that if that goes through. Mm -hmm. And speaking of television, obviously because there are only only one of two properties that Fox owns is actually good, and that's X Men. They are contemplating doing a live action X Men TV series. Huh? Hmm. That, that, that is something they're talking about right now. Earlier today, actually, the, chair, the chairman, Gary Newman, was actually talking about the potential of making it into a TV series. Huh. So that might be interesting. Since we're already getting so many Marvel properties as TV shows now, I mean, right. mm -hmm. we got the Daredevil show coming now. 
and then Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage. And speaking of Jessica Jones, our favorite doctor, David Tennant, is actually going to be playing the main villain in the Jessica Jones TV hmm. show. That's cool. So that's going to be interesting. So our favorite doctor is going to be the most hated villain on TV. <laughs> that's now, awesome. I don't want to take away from... I don't, I don't want to divert us too much into this, but it, it, in the spirit of what I've been geeking on, um, which we didn't really go over, but I've been uh, watching, I've been kind of binging on the Arrow series on the CW. It was on the CW mm -hmm. network. And yes. it's been, it, the fir I, I finished the first season, and since I've been homesick, I, I've been binging on the second season now. Um, I'm like six, six episodes in, and... It's it's keeping my attention, but I you know it's one of those things where I don't know. Has anyone else here on the panel or uh, watched? Uh, it's on my list. Arrow? Okay, it's on my yeah, list. Really. I, I will tell you. I will tell you. Like the fact that it was on CW and it wasn't maybe sponsored by a better network, <laughs> and, you know, maybe on Kate, you know, on a better cable channel. That what? No, like I'm AMC saying. or something. I know what you're saying. I got you. Yeah. It's the Country Western wait, Channel, boy. No, what do you wait, expect? Wait a minute. <laughs> I love Smallville, and that was a CW. Well, no, no. CW is super hit and miss with its shows, though. Like, sometimes they come up with good stuff, yeah. and then, like, most of the time they come up with something and then just drive it in the dirt with, like, yeah. sh shitty writing, shitty characterization. My, mm. my biggest criticism <laughs> is... They didn't have to go like 23 episodes per season. They could have kept it tighter and more. Gotcha. Uh, so know, it's a bit bloated with. Yes. Some, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's seriously, it's a bit yeah. bloated. But to be honest with you, I am attracted to the characters. They're keeping my attention, and I, you know, like the second season. I want to know what happens, and the transition into the second season after the first uh, two episodes kind of it grabbed me. You know, the the transition from the the big first season. You know. Uh, uh, arc to the second season arc. It, it's it's you know it's grabbed me. So I just wanted to say that uh, based on what you were saying. I know you said Marvel uh, on TV, but it's a DC product. Uh, well, yeah, I'm DC no, to know. Not, You know, DC does better yeah. TV. Yes, that's actually the general consensus. Yeah. Yeah. Most masses agree yeah. with. Marvel makes better movies. DC makes better television. And and that was part of what I want to say. Like I'm really kind of curious. Like uh, you know, did Brian? Did they say anything about uh, possibilities of who who would be Starring in this, or they haven't even um, that far. They're literally playing with it right now. They okay. want to see how a budget would play yeah. out, a releasing schedule, pre-production, post-production, all that stuff. There's a lot of planning for this because you know, obviously, thanks to Days of Future Past and the upcoming Apocalypse movie, X-Men has never been more popular since yeah. like the cartoon. Yeah, that, that could cause some issues with splintering. Suppose part of the audience gets so attracted to the TV characters that then they're less attracted to the movie characters now, you know, and their actors. Yeah. So that, that could be weird, too. I could see so, them maybe waiting. But... Yeah. So back, kind of going back on uh, the hero train, a lot of hero news this week. So some of the casting was released for... Civil War for Captain America 3, and it looks like um, fans of the arch-villain range for Captain America are going to be happy Baron Zemo. We're going to have Baron Zemo in that movie, because Daniel mm. Brühl has been cast as Baron Zemo, and based on the timeline, it looks like it's the second iteration, the second generation. So, mm. Baron Zemo was a very interesting villain. You know, he was on par with Red Skull, 
Mm, you know. Yeah. So that could be interesting. I mean, oh, I like Baron Zemo. I think Baron Zemo is cool. Baron Zemo will be interesting. So people, people are already asking, are they gonna have him with the snow leopard cuffs? You know, the snow leopard yeah, cuffs he has yeah. on his costume. <laughs> Everyone, people want that for some reason. Furs murder people unless it's for food or warmth. So any chance a certain uh, web slinger might show up? <laughs> Actually, supposedly the deal is just about done. There's been speculation that Sony is going to give Spider-Man to Marvel for Avengers 3 Part 1 and Part 2. That would be glorious. Yeah. That, would be glorious. That, that, is, that is the general consensus right now. There are some people saying it's already happened, and it is. Some people are denying it. This thing is still up in the air. Until Kevin Feige says so, mm-hmm. just fingers crossed and pray, boys and gals. <laughs> I hope fingers. so. Unfortunately, though, Andrew Garfield will not be playing Peter Parker. Yeah, that you know what? And we talked about that. We talked about why, because, you know, he snubbed yeah. his Japanese overlords. Right. Uh, but, god damn, I like Andrew Garfield. He was such a good Peter Parker. He's good. And, again, on the Marvel train, it looks like our Lord and Savior Joss Whedon will not be directing Avengers 3 and 4. Mm. He says it is very doubtful that he's going to be directing those. He will be in charge of the writing and part of the creative team, but he's not going to be directing it. Right. Um, okay. He was recently asked why, and he ju- and basically, here's uh, the quote he said. I couldn't imagine doing this again. It's enormously hard, and it will be. By the time I would make Avengers 3 and 4, a good five years since I created anything was completely my own, so it's very doubtful that I would take the two-part Infinity War movie that would eat up the next four years of my life. I obviously still want to be part of the Marvel Universe. I love these guys, but it ain't easy. This year's been more like running three shows than any year of my life, and it is bonkers. So it sounds oh, yeah. like Wheaton's being a little bit stretched thin, yeah. so he kind of wants to uh, take a break. I mean, I don't blame him. Well, plus, I mean, because this dude, he's, he's creative, and he's, not, he, he's playing in somebody else's sandbox, which I know he loves and everything, but he doesn't have total creative freedom. He's not creating his own thing. Which I and that's that. what he wants, yeah. and, and I completely understand. But I'm pretty, I'm, I still have faith in that. I mean, despite people being bummed, because, you know, he's doing, he did Avengers 1, he's doing this current Avengers 1, it's, it's going to be a bit different. Um, I haven't been able to find exactly who they're going to pick for the, direct, for the directing position. I'm pretty sure it's already out there, because this is a slightly old article. Right. So we'll probably get corrected. But speaking well, of interesting... Uh, Production news hopefully not um, for Star Bay. Trek Three. Oh yeah! Oh wait a minute, Brian. Oh. Did you hear that? John said, "Hopefully not Michael Bay." Oh god! <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney. I I sincerely believe Disney has a band poster with his face on it. Keep this guy out of our office. Right. Restraining order. I'm gonna kind of turn the bus a little bit to another beloved property, Star Trek Three. It looks oh, wow. like that one of the writers has actually dropped out for Star Trek, but a new one stepped up to the plate, and it's our lovely British pal, Simon Pegg. Simon oh, Pegg is going yes. to be co-writing the screenplay for Star Trek Three. I mean, he's a good writer. He co-wrote Space and a lot of the uh, Cornetto trilogy stuff he wrote with Edgar Wright. I'm, I have faith in Simon Pegg. Yeah, he'd be good. So what show, they gonna, what show are they going to reimagine now? They they did space they have, they in the movie, 
Well, they haven't really said. I mean, like they like uh, it was just announced because Orsi dropped. He stepped down as the writer, mm-hmm. but Simon Pegg just recently, literally within the last couple of days, said, "I'll co-write the screenplay." Well, John, and, from my understanding, from what I've read, and of course it's you know it's anybody's game here, but from what I read, their initial like goal was to start the five-year journey. So it wasn't going to be. Yeah a playoff of any other movies or anything. It was actually going to be their first encounter. Yeah. Now let's hope they don't decide to go with the menagerie um, and say, well, that was kind of like their first adventure. It's like, oh, God, no, not that one. Um, if they're going hey, to well, recreate... Where no, went before, where, where, no, where no Man Went Before? Which one was that? The second pilot? The second pilot. The basically way... They go to the edge of the edge of the galaxy and they get psychic powers. Oh, is that the one with um uh oh the, the Gary guy? Mitchell is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and he uh, takes control of the whole ship and and um oh, yeah. it's like a young guy, yeah. right? Yeah, he I think he I think he was the actor who played um uh um this oh not Bowman, but the other astronaut on in two thousand one, was it? no, I'm thinking of a different person. I don't know. Hey, if they're going to recreate any other show, let, let, me, let me just put that out there. If you it, it, Star Trek, if you're ever going to create another uh, uh, the, the original series recreation, do the do the one with the with the the, the Trescadalians. You know, forty quat loots on the winner. It's fifty quat loots on the winner. Oh yeah, no? I mean, sixty quat loots that they won't finish the match. Okay. Brian Simon Pegg is is a, is a, is a kind of a person where I would imagine he would he might actually decide to do something like um, the um, one with the, the city of the edge of forever. Mm. Of course, that would make Karen Ellison would then have a heart attack and die at that point. Uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, don't. Hard, no, 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 actually, I would doubt he would do it because Harlan would probably sue them if he tried. Now, let, I just hope yeah. they do something new. Let's let's hope they do something brand new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, how about the Vigor one? You know, with the... Uh, <laughs> die, 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 die. Vigor. Stick that, right, micro- stick right. that microphone in your mouth and I can electrocute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that pleasant mental image in mind. I have to hop off. But okay. It was good. Talk to you guys. All right. Oh, good night. spanking you all at that game. Oh, Didn't mean to get you yeah. And we enjoyed being spanked. Thanks for spanking us. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the spanking. You guys have a good night. See ya. Surprise, surprise. Speaking of the next article, Google <laughs> Reboot is under some heavy fire because Luke Evans has officially dropped out of the project. So Luke Evans is not going to be playing our main hero in the Crow Reboot. Mm. So they've already lost a director, but they got a new one. And now the lead role has dropped out, and now they need to find another one. Oh shit! Okay. Oh, so th- I think this is the, the com- Yeah, okay. I think this. The comic creator said, "You have my blessings," which is his special way of saying good fucking luck. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I honestly believe this is the cosmic forces saying, "No." Right. No, there are some Could things be. that are just not meant yeah. to be rebooted, especially with something so tragic mm. happening in the original movie. Could be. I was, yep. I don't know. Plus, plus, I don't think there's going to be any room for any reboots 
once Mad Max comes out. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it, it's, May, it's like right after Avengers. Because yeah. Avengers is May 1st. You might as well just call it um, Mad Geesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, technically, it, it's a sequel. I know. I know, I know, I know. And it's I know. like, isn't it like 1.5 or 2.5? It's in between one of the movies. It's like Road Warrior and oh. Thunderdome. It's, it, I think it's it's between um, Road Warrior and Thunderdome. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, Thunderdome. The anyway. only uh, the only other movie that would be the biggest like does anyone know the biggest geesh that Pete would have when they when and I say when they do the reboot of this particular movie. Does anybody guess? Uh -huh. Can anybody guess? I can guess. What reboot would make Pete geesh? No, Pete. Let me do this. Okay. Can anyone guess? Brian? John, mm. you know Pete. Come on. And Brian, you know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Uh, I, no, go, go ahead. Tell us. I, I... Flash! Ah! No, That's you know right. Flash. Oh. They'll dick it up. They'll my hook, man. No, they'll No, they'll fuck it up, man. No, no. You have to do a proper Brian Blessed, you know. <laughs> So, so I had this, I had this idea. Like, if I were to reboot it, of course I've thought of it. <laughs> I, you know, of tell course. me, tell me if I'm crazy, but I think The Rock would be an awesome Flash Gordon. Hmm. I love The Rock. No, I think he's I underused. Can see. I can see. No, no. Well, oh, oh, oh Lord, I'm so excited for him playing Black Adam. Oh, you just yeah. reminded me that he's playing Black Adam. I'm That's right. Again. Oh, so, oh, so what God, are you saying, yes. John? He'd be better off. I think the Rock would be better as the, uh, as one of the as the Hawk as the Hawkman King. Well, no. If you're gonna, if wait a minute, no. If you're gonna make him, if you're gonna make him one of the princes, make him the um. The, don't use the Hawkman, or if you use the Hawkman, that's fine. But use the um, use the. You lion. have to use the Hawkman. It's Flash no, no, Gordon. That's fine. No, that's fine. You can use the, use the Lion Men that they didn't use in the '80s movie and make him okay, the the prince yeah. of the Lion Men. There you go. That'd be a better choice. And not, and, 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 not, and, not, and not scorpions. So who do you think? No, not scorpions. Who do you think would make a good Flash Gordon then? I mean, hmm, a good Mark, Flash Gordon. Maybe Mark Wahlberg. Actually, you, 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 you no, no, you, no, you want somebody. Hmm? No, it's no. Let's look at this. The first Flash Gordon. Uh, um, Nick, what's his name again? Uh. The the original Flash Gordon, um, he was a uh, he was a uh, was, uh, was it? No, 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 not Wes Miller. No, 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 not Wes Miller. I can't remember his name. Blast anyway. my bad memory. Anyways, anyway. he, he he was Olympic, he, he was an Olympic star. Okay, he was an actor. Buster Crab. It was Buster, Buster Crab. Right. He, he was he really was an actor. The second one wasn't much of an actor. The one in the movie we we all liked, the the campy one was Sam wasn't Jones. much of an actor either. Sam Jones. What you want is somebody who's going to be the straight man for everybody. Okay. You need somebody. He's and unfortunately that almost means someone we don't know right now because we haven't found him yet. Hmm. Yeah, I guess um, I don't know. I apologize. I am grabbing. Listen, I'm grabbing the train. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, back. Brian. Brian, I'm sorry, Brian. You're, you're, I did not mean for this sorry, to happen. Brian. Take it. Thank Take you. it. You're back in the engine. Go ahead. Drive away. Drive away. So. I, so I found out something interesting from our buddies at Geekology.com. Anyone remember the Double Down? 
KFC's wonderful yeah. heart-destroying concoction. Oh, I know. Yes. I've seen oh, this. I know I've seen this. About. They just yes. came yeah. out with a new one. So far, it's only been shown in Korea and in the Philippines, but there's a good chance you might see it here in the States. Oh, please, please, please. Oh, this Hold is good, on. Mike. This is good. I'm a, I'm a screen share. Ladies and oh, gentlemen, thank you. the Double Down Dog. Yeah. It is a Double Down chicken patty as buns with a hot dog and mustard. <laughs> nice. Mystery I want one. Meat, mystery meat wrapped mystery meat wrapped in mystery meat. Uh, I, want I want one, but I honestly I was expecting something a little better. No, I was a little You know what? But I'll try. You know what well, the, well, the whole purpose of the double down is to replace the bread with meat. Yes. Yes. So John, John, you are getting ready to say bacon, right? No, gravy. Oh, okay. Gravy. Oh, gravy. gravy. Yeah, Ooh, gravy would yes. be good. You get like a... You know what? I was going to say, instead of mustard, actually gravy. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a tub of it. Like a, little, like a little container of it that you could dip it into. Like like, a, like, a, like an au jus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, like, be uh, either, uh, that, <laughs> either that or a nice cup of melted cheese. That, that stuff that's not really cheese. It's like yellow and they call oh, it cheese. Oh, yeah, you're actually, right. It's, no, with it's cheese. With cheese. cheese. You, put, you yeah. put cheese in there and then you dip in the gravy. Oh, yeah, yeah like, it's like protein. Cheese. <laughs> Only in America, folks. Only in America. But, all right, all right. Good fun. So I, I got one last thing. It's not really much of a news thing, but it's something I like to call the Kickstarter Spotlight. Okay. Um, it's, a project I, it's a project I found that I sincerely believe we all should take a part in funding because it already made its goal, but Jesus Christ, why isn't this in game stores? So a company called Monolith Board Games, LLC is working on a two-to-five-player Conan the Barbarian board game. Oh, I've seen this thing. Oh, it looks wow. awesome. Huh. And you can, play as, you can play as Conan and other various characters, even Valeria, um, character sheets, m- mini- miniatures and all. I've seen this. It is amazing. Wow. It has... It, they only need... It, here's the funny thing. They only needed 80 grand for this thing. It has 15 days left on the clock. Guess how much money they've raised so far? A million dollars. $1.241, million. Yep. Oh. John might be cheating. <laughs> a, a, big, a big flop million. Dear Lord, people, yeah. this thing it should have been in game stores long ago. So, yeah. Lord so, knows I love me some sword and sorcery. So as so I actually have, well, hold on, Brian. As Kickstarters yeah. go, just because I I I'm, I pay attention to a lot of Kickstarters, being that I had one, um, because it made a million dollars. Everybody who's pledged into it, it's going to be later than shit. Because now the yeah. guy's got to make a zillion fucking copies of this thing. It's going to take. What's forever. really funny though is they're actually running out of incentives, like stretch goals. They don't know what to do. I'm literally on the Kickstarting page. It hasn't changed in like a week. It's like. We can't come up with anything else. Stop right. giving us money. Right. Well, stop buying okay. this. Well, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna tell that one, because it sounds like a great one, I may actually invest in it. I'm gonna tell one that I invested in that uh, has broke four million dollars. Holy fuck! Four million. What? Which one is that? It's exploding kittens. A card oh, game. I've seen that. Exploding kittens. Four million dollars. Yep, all, all over the internet. Just to blow up some kittens. <laughs> Lord, you get two decks, though. 
you get you get the safe for work uh, deck, and you get the not safe for work deck. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, I'm you know what it is: In- internet and kitten. That they were like, oh, well, hey, yeah. we're gonna put it on the internet. That's Let's put the cats artist, in it. I think I, 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 well, the, the artist is the artist for oatmeal. Oh, okay. It's so oatmeal. he's got a big popularity. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that explains a lot. Right. I mean, but the main thing is um, back to the Conan game. I mean, I'm looking yeah. at this. They've made additional heroes based on the Rarity Howard stories. They've made now they have a book campaign slash art book in there. I mean, they're really stretching this. They're like, we're trying to give you more stuff since you're giving us all this money, but. You know, let's see, their current stretch goal, which is at the 1.22 million mark, is the equipment pack. It's basically, uh, in the game, equipment is done in card form. It's sort of like um, Talisman. Uh, Basically, character sheets, cards. It plays like Talisman, but with actual miniatures. I'm talking like straight-up miniatures, not a cone or a little symbol like Monopoly. I mean, and I dig it. Um, I'm probably going to pitch in for this because, Lord have mercy, I love me some Conan the Barbarian. But, dude, I, yeah. you know what I would say to them, if I could talk to them at this moment, I would tell them, don't do any more stretch goals. You've made your money. Yeah. Don't, don't fuck I don't, with th- I don't think they are. Don't, don't like, fuck with the product because now, now you're, trying to, you're, you're trying to squeeze in all this other stuff. Well, well the thing is yeah. um, all these stretch goals are just st- stuff I'm imagining that was going to come out later as right. ex- as expansion stuff like these extra heroes, these miniatures. Right. I mean, one of the stretch goals for hitting a million is a free poster of the Hyborian continent in oh, color. Nice. Which is nice. You know, and they also have monsters like giant scorpions. They have, uh, let's see, let's look at some, let me see. some of the monsters they have. Giant scorpions, obviously the giant snake, the swamp demon, um, giant spiders. I mean, they even have, like, you can just get tentacles like tentacle miniatures mm-hmm. for when you fight when you fight uh, leviathans or krakens. I mean, you know, the kraken. I mean, they. I'm excited for this. Um, I'm probably gonna if I can't get it within the next 15 days, I'm definitely gonna pick it up when it hits store shelves. Cause, well, oh man. Well, they they've they they they've, they've already hit their that stretch goal you talked about because they made 1.24. Million dollars. Wait, so this, you got to do it right. Million dollars. So is yeah. this is this like the Robotech uh, Kickstarter where the numbers are just ticking up every time you hit refresh, the numbers bigger? And yeah. Bigger. Well, you don't, you don't even have to refresh. It's been I've been watching it while we started this show. It's been ticking. It went up like a thousand dollars since we started. Oh gosh, Jesus. I was just it. It was hey. just like. Hey, you know what? My Kickstarter didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just more like on a daily basis or no, weekly was, basis. No, more like on a weekly basis. Well, yeah. it's also a matter of luck. It's also yeah. because I mean, because it's calling the fucking barbarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. We need, yep. we, need, we need good Conan products. Right. I mean, we yeah. have the movies. Well, and, and when you, whenever you put figures in something, if the figures look half decent, that's a fucking that's a. The figures actually money, look yeah. decent. If you guys actually just if you just go to Kickstarter.com and type in uh, Conan. It'll or monolith board games, it'll come up, and the miniatures actually look good. They're like Reaper miniatures. They're that right. kind of quality. Nice. And there's um, licensing fees involved with that too that they have to pay out. There's a lot of money. Sure, yes. Yeah. The Howard, 
the Howard family, oh, yeah, you know, yes, the Howard family owns yeah. this like a lock, stock, and barrel. They, they won't get to Disney keep all that. Owned out. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Brian, yeah, so let's. What you got anything? That else? was that was my Kickstarter spotlight. Hopefully, awesome. I'll find some more interesting stuff for next week. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we done? Yeah. Looks like we're done. Okay. Excellent. All right. So, well, the only, only closing words I can say, the only closing words I can say is, of course, if you're going to do a Flash Gordon uh, movie or TV series, do not make Ming the Merciless a middle manager. Oh Christ! That TV show was a fucking train wreck and a half. That thing was ridiculous. <laughs> hey, John. You know what, John? It never happened. Yeah. Never happened. Yeah. Never happened. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Saturday morning cartoon when we were kids was better. Far better. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Let's wrap this show up. All right, John, thanks for coming on, and thanks for talking to us about all the TriTech stuff. Make sure to check out uh, the links. We'll put them in the show notes. Um, you know, go go buy TriTech stuff. It's really awesome. It's good, 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 good yep. stuff. And um, yep. make sure to um, to buy everything because Richard can use the money. He really can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Be quiet while I run Number the Number one rule. Oh, well. You've just enjoyed the Mythwits. Join us for a live broadcast next week and every week. Mondays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a chat room that you can ask any question of our guests. If you miss our live show, you can always catch the Encore episodes and the podcast version at our website and on iTunes. We hope you had a blast. Make sure to check out our website at MythWits.com. And, of course, visit us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and iTunes. Do the like, follow, subscribe thing wherever it's appropriate. And please give us a review on iTunes. It's way more important than you think. MythWits is a Studio187.com production and is protected under an attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, Creative Commons work. You can download and share it with whoever you like. Just don't change it and don't try to make money with it. Make sure to check out studio187.com for more cool stuff. See you all next week.